0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to another HRO Today educational podcast. I'm Ellie Clark, the CEO of HRO Today. We produce HRO Today Magazine, HRO Today EMEA, and HRO Today APAC. We host the HRO Today Forum and educational events held around the world, and we manage the HRO Today Association. Today we're going to be talking about talent in the technology sector and whether you are a technology company or a healthcare company or a financial company, you are a company that uses technology professionals as part of your infrastructure. But tech talent is a particularly painful point in the talent economy. We're going to talk today about what you can do to ensure that you attract and retain technology talent. And we have a great guest taking part today, Paul Budd, who is the vice president for EMEA for their technology talent group for Corn Ferry. Paul has a proven track record of placing senior professionals across the UK, Europe. He came out of the life sciences, medtech, and digital health companies with a broad focus on leadership. He's spent several years working in the emerging technology and digital sectors within those industry verticals. And Paul, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Elliot. It's great to be here and appreciate your time.
0: Corn Ferry, one of the leading providers and certainly most recognizable names of workforce services, RPO, and consulting, assessment, engagement surveys, just a whole panoply of solutions across the HR world. Corn Ferry is also, by the way, the number one rated provider on the HR Today RPO Bakers Dozen globally. So congratulations, Paul, to you and the Corn Ferry team on ranking as the top provider in the RPO space. Is there anything you want to add about technology talent group specifically for our audience?
1: Absolutely. And thank you. It's great to have won that award. It's got a lot of global recognition, and I think it just is testament to the work that everyone in the RPO business has put in in the last few years. So it's a fantastic achievement. So the technology talent solutions business, Elliot, is really one of the youngest parts of the Corn Ferry Talent Acquisition Solutions Organization. We started this part of the business about five years ago, and it was really down to client demand for needing to hire tech talent at pace and scale. And so typically when we'd worked in RPO There was always a need for a real expert point of view when it came to tech talent hiring, not just from a recruiter standpoint, but actually pulling in a lot of other technology platforms and data and insights in order to really deliver on what clients were looking for. And so, you know, we saw that grow pre-pandemic. The growth accelerated during the pandemic with a huge shift from many, many companies adopting more investment in digital and technology. And as now we sort of coming off the back end of the pandemic into the way the world looks today, we're seeing continued investment in trying to understand how clients position themselves to stand out in what is a very, very competitive marketplace.
0: Well, you know, everywhere you turn, Paul, you know, we're hearing in the mass media about the shortage of available technology talent, right? And for what it's worth, the world is not producing tech talent as fast as we are creating jobs for it. Now, you've got this dedicated service, you know, and you're trying to help customers meet the technology need at scale. So let's talk about some of the issues facing the technology talent economy first. How can companies create successful location-based strategies, because that's part of what they need to do to think about where they're recruiting, how do they balance remote work issues, how do they balance on-site work, and how do they develop the right message and sourcing strategy to attract tech talent in the most fertile geographies?
1: It's a fantastic question, Elliot. It's probably the question that plays on most of our clients' mind when we're talking about hiring tech talent at scale, to your point. When we look at location, if I take that piece first, you know, several years ago, when we first started the Tech Talent Solutions business unit, back then, many of our clients were really still looking at very much a central hub strategy. So often our clients were still looking to hire a volume of tech professionals in one specific office location. And that was relatively challenging, but that was still the norm, relatively speaking. What we see now through the pandemic, but almost quite a dramatic shift now towards more a remote stroke hybrid working environment. When we're talking to clients, about hiring tech talent at scale, we really need to think about location. And location is shifted from where are we based as an organization to where is the talent based and really ensuring you're building your sourcing and attraction strategy based on where the talent exists in the required volume to achieve the targets that you need to fill your roles. That's one of the most important things we're working with clients now around location based strategies. Within Corn we have, you know, a huge amount of data on talent globally. And so what we're able to build is really a data-driven approach to location analytics and many times when we're talking to clients now that really need to embrace more of a flexible model of location strategies for the future we're able to actually advise that potentially where you were looking at you know a one single location strategy previously now it may make more sense to actually look at multiple locations so rather than building the one mansion you know a central head office location really building out a smaller number of what we would call villages so having small pockets of expert talent that can actually actually working more of a hybrid model. And that started to be successful actually, because it gives clients a much more global approach to hiring talent in its scarcity at the sort of scale that's required.
0: Let me ask you a question, you know, from a different perspective, right? I noticed in your bio that you started your career as an engineer, yep. right? So, of and by your nature, you're a very analytical guy, or maybe you're not because you wound up as a recruiter, I don't know, but you start your career as a technology professional. What do you have to advise your client as an engineer about how to talk to the community, Because I also think that one of the things that companies sort of lose is they may think about the strategy as to where, but on the what, they talk to engineers the way HR people talk to HR people. So do you have to help your clients think through, hey, if you're talking to a highly sought-after group of you know, analytical, logical, introverted I mean, there's different personality attributes of people in the technology and engineering field, you look at the assessment maps, you guys are one of the world leaders in assessment, very different than people in HR. What do you have to guide your clients to think about in terms of that as an engineer?
1: It's a really good point. And one of the reasons that I'm in this role, even though it's in recruitment, is the ability to use the analytical mindset to try and build analytical solutions for clients' problems hiring tech talent. So when I mentioned earlier, a lot of what we do is around sort of data-driven location analysis and building that into a sourcing strategy. But the second point is really, you know, you need to work with a team of experts, both on a provider perspective. So at Corn Ferry, within the tech talent solutions business, you know, the team are all expert tech and digital recruiters. So we can then advise our clients on what sort of language do you need to use as you're approaching candidates how do you need to engage with these people on their level from a technical standpoint to understanding their current role to understanding market positions because what we find in tech talent is that the way to build rapport is to actually come across as somebody who understands their market understands their role talks the same language and I think that's one of the things that clients can invest a lot more in rather than taking a job description that may work for a sales role for a corporate function role and putting a bit of technical language in. That's not really going to suffice when you're looking to hire tech talent at scale. It's really working with teams of experts that can understand how to communicate with engineers and technical professionals in their language and at their level
0: let's go back to some of the questions about the geographies and competition, right? And you guys are working very closely with clients. You know, if you go back 15 years ago, people went to Krakow to see the cathedral, right? Nowadays, people go to Krakow because it's one of the hottest tech markets in Eastern Europe. So in these hottest geographies, we have the hottest competition. So how can a company make sure that they recruit that talent with also an eye toward retaining them long-term. So that's one of the big concerns in these hot geographies is we recruit somebody in Bangalore or Krakow or, you know, Silicon Valley, and we're going to keep them for six months and they're going to go somewhere else. So are there specific practices that Corn recommends that enable recruitment for retention?
1: Again, it's an extremely sort of hot topic. recruitment and retention in in the tech world, almost as important and equally challenging. It's interesting when we talk about, you know, Krakow, because several years ago, Krakow was really the hotspot for hiring tech talent in Europe, much the same as we have Bangalore or Silicon Valley, to your point. But I think what we're seeing now, Elliot, is that Everywhere is becoming a hotspot. You know, it's not just that one or two locations in Europe. You can pretty much pick most countries and there will be a hotspot for tech talent, be that Manchester in the UK, Lisbon in Portugal. You know, in Romania now, there's a lot of work going on in Cluj. So I think every region now is having that enticed and enhanced competition when it comes to tech talent. So there's really two challenges there is is how do you actually create and drive a value proposition that's going to attract the talent in the first place? given that there's huge demand for these sort of profiles once you've actually got that proposition right i think it's really important to start building out a true roadmap as this talent comes into the organisation to actually increase retention and one of the things that we help clients with at corn ferry is really sort of building both of those helping them understand that value proposition and we've done a lot of research that helps us understand you know what is it that tech talent actually are looking for in terms of a new role one of the things that stands out is you know people want to have a purpose people want to be Invested in what the company is actually building or providing as a product or service. And often clients don't really relay that value proposition effectively to the marketplace. So it's really important that we can co-create that value proposition in order to get candidates into the organizations in the first place. I think the second point is how do you actually then ensure that these people have a career journey within a client organization? One of the key things that we help with is really understanding a career roadmap. We live in an on-demand environment and by that I I mean, Elliot, you know, I've got children, they want everything today, they want immediate gratification for things. And I think the challenge is, as we move into the future, we're going to see more and more of that. So I think it's vital to actually be clear and concise and actually deliver a roadmap to these candidates so training is probably one of the biggest things we're seeing coming through to assist with that retention you know how do we actually build something for you over the next 6 12 18 24 months that we can help you satisfy your demand for thirst and learning you know that way the client gets maximum value from the employee The employee feels valued and more likely to stay longer term, but also more likely to refer other people within the network to that organization. So there are actually sort of three main advantages to create a transparent and compelling career pathway in tech.
0: Yeah, all great points, because you think about the very nature of technology is that it is built in obsolescence, right? Everything that your technology team is doing today will probably be outdated in five years. There'll be new languages, there'll be new database formats, there'll be new server configurations or cloud configurations. So everything they're learning now, if they can't see the opportunity to sort of keep pace with technological change through their career at your organization, they're going to go somewhere else to keep their skills current. So... Very good point and some other really great points as well. For the folks in our audience, it's about your message. It's about what career options that you're giving. And Paul, some really great advice about how to remain competitive and how to tell the story to that constituency of tech talent. You know, as the world faces uncertainty economically, and certainly we're seeing that in most of the Western economies and some of the Eastern regional economies, the technology, I mean, are you seeing any slowdown at all? in the need for technology talent. I would assume that it's probably continues to be very robust because it is in such high demand.
1: Absolutely, you know, we haven't really seen any slowdown at all in tech hiring. I think one of the things we are starting to see is really looking at location strategies again to the original point demand for the hires has not gone there is a little bit of a refocus about where did we put these people and part of that could be an economical decision but part of that also is around the availability of talent but one thing i think that we're continuing to see Elliot is that 5 ten years ago tech companies were the main recruiters of tech talent at the sort of scale and volume that we're talking about nearly every company now is a tech company and we're going to see that accelerate into the future and you reference healthcare in your introduction you know healthcare is continually invest in technology. So, you know, we're not seeing a slowdown If anything. We're going to see a huge increase in tech hiring for the future. And I think that's why it's important for organizations now to take a lot more sort of medium to long-term view about how they're going to satisfy the demand for this talent into the future. And one of the other things that we're able to do within Core Ferry is building that talent pipeline, you know, the concept of a community for the future. That is the holy grail when it comes to recruitment, passive pipelines, a passive audience of people. So by putting together some of these strategies around value value proposition, talent location analytics, teams of experts and actually communicate at the right level with these candidates, and then building a pipeline for the future. That's how these organizations are going to continue to succeed, as no doubt, the drive and competition for tech hiring is going to accelerate into the future.
0: All great points, though. A hundred Splunk programmers in Silicon Valley is different than the Holy Grail in that Indiana Jones actually did find the Holy Grail, and you can find a hundred Splunk programmers in Silicon Valley. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, yep. yep. Paul, thanks so much for taking part in the podcast. You've given our listeners a lot to think about. Once again, Paul is the VP for me for the Technology Town Solutions Group for Corn Ferry, and they have a marvelous solution set that they offer, and they're the top-ranked RPO provider in the HR today, Baker's Dozen. Thanks so much for your insight into what you guys are doing and what's working and what companies need to think about in their messaging, their career strategies, and their location strategies for technology talent, and we'll look forward to having you on the podcast again in the future. Thanks, Paul.
1: Thank you, Elliot, and thank you to all the listeners. Been a pleasure.
0: Great. Thank you to all of our listeners for your time and your attention, and we look forward to having you join us on a future HR Today educational podcast. I'm Elliot Clark. Thanks again.